Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Animal Attack April is here. That's right, we're talking about Deadly Eyes, aka Night Eyes, aka The Rats, on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hill. Coming to you once again from the deepest sewers of Toronto, Canada, this is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed components of any horror film, the characters, and the rats who gnaw on them. Uh, Today, of course, we will be talking about uh, Deadly Eyes, a movie that has many titles uh, and has many rats (laughs) on top of it, which is pretty good for a good idea for a rat movie but of course there's only one person i trust to keep my baby safe during a rat invasion the one the only gina radcliffe how are you doing today gina i was so certain you were going to say something about me catching you twice just wearing a towel (laughs) well yeah that's another way to go um or (laughs) who, who allows me to explain away the presence of another girl in my apartment by saying oh it's okay She's my student. That doesn't help, sir. That's not helping anybody. <laughs> now, Gina, I don't want to scare you, but we are not alone. That's right. We have a special guest. Now, you can hear him each and every week on one of our favorite shows, Anywhere My Neighbors Are Dead. Of course, he is a returning champion to Kill by Kill. And I will say it right now. He's our resident rat movie expert. The one, the only Adam Peacock, how are you doing today, Adam? I'm great. Thanks for having me again. It's just the one movie I think I'm an expert in now. <laughs> well, we've, we've now had you on for two rat movies in a mm-hmm. row. And I feel like if you get two of a specific type of movie, it moves you into a, a certain echelon, a lane within Kill by Kill land. And... I, I, when I, when <laughs> at one point this entire month was going to be called oops, all rats. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to waste it all in one month. Cause we were just run out of rat movies. And then, then what would I have you come back for? So, uh, I'm like, no, 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 let's dole it out. And so I went I'm so the- glad you did. <laughs> so, uh, was this the first time that you had seen deadly eyes, AKA night eyes? No, I had I'd seen it before, but I feel like I'd watched it in bits and pieces because as mm-hmm. I was watching it again today, certain things stuck out. And Gina, a lot of shirtless Mr. Uh, Mr. Harris <laughs> was one of those things. I was like, this, I remember him having a shirt off a lot, but this feels like a lot. <laughs> it is uh, dedicated to the idea that he is super hot. And while he's not offensive looking, he's also not my God, can you believe the body on this fella that every woman who is within his sphere is like, they just, they can't keep their panties on. They keep dropping to the floor. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what location they're in. You can just hear the slap of them hitting the floor constantly whenever he walks by. Patrick, I love you, buddy, but I got to disagree. I get it. I get why those (laughs) panties are dropping. I was into him right away. I get it. Sure. Okay. Well, listen, you know, personal taste being what it is, you know, <laughs> what works. I don't want to yuck your yum, Adam. No, no, uh, not at that, all. 
<laughs> and, and he definitely had like a TV dad kind of thing going on. And, yeah. and if yeah. that's something you like very, very much a, a Mr. Brady type. So mm-hmm. if that's certainly, you know, what, what you, and, and not Mr. Brady from the original show, he had kind of the poofy, like Mr. Brady of the Brady Bunch variety hour kind of hair going on. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. we know from that show, that was a guy who was down to do a lot. He did a little disco dancing. He, he did a little like Broadway style singing. So, you know, he was adventurous. Um, yeah. This actor did a fair amount of TV. You know, he started on a murder. She wrote, he was, on an episode of uh, New York Undercover, uh, he <laughs> at one point he was on something called Blackie's Magic, which I'm not sure about as far as the title. <laughs> I think that, Blackie's I, I Magic. Think, I think that was actually Black's Magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's spelled out Blackie's. No, no, so. no. Well, I mean, it's 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 there's a, an unnecessary e at the end, but there's no yeah. i. It's it's Black's Magic. A magician and his con man father solve mysteries using a combination of sleight of hand and con games. Sounds amazing. Yes. That uh, is not available to watch on any streaming service that I can find. So if they had a horror episode, we won't be able to add that to TV tears. You think there was a time when they were making television and it was just whatever profession and then we'll just have them solve mysteries? Yes, it's called CBS for the past <laughs> 25 years. Yeah, I was gonna say, you, you said there was a time, like that time has not ended at some point. That time had ended. You know what, Gina? You're absolutely right. <laughs> that time has right. not ended. We are in that still that golden halo <laughs> of whatever you happen to do. If that can also be applied to solving mysteries. You absolutely will be able to get it on the air on one CBS.com or whatever the hell they're streaming apparatus these days. I don't know. At one point it was called um, some like life tube or something like that we came up with a bunch tube. of uh, Super Bowl commercials for it. And I don't remember anything. About like, it. A life tube sounds like, like a star Wars and a star Wars, uh, <laughs> Invention, just stick him in the life tube so he'll recover from his <laughs> stick injuries. Him in the life tube. He'll survive in space in that life tube. I do think it's great though that it's called life tube, which is programming, I mean, predominantly aimed at elderly people. Yeah, that's right. Can you imagine trying to talk your elderly parents about how to log into life tube? Um, over the phone, buddy. Because- I've been trying to get my mom has been trying to get me to teach her how to work a fire stick for <laughs> I believe two years. Um, Becky's mom, who I adore and love to death, um, I'm like, you have an iPhone, and I'm gonna call you on, you know, via FaceTime. All you're gonna have to do is like switch the camera back and forth. Yeah, and getting to the switching the camera back and forth is uh, something unto itself. And then there's just like this out of focus Sony television that I'm trying to piece together where the setting symbol is from across the <laughs> room. Oh my God. If I had to stop a new nuclear explosion that way, I just, I think we'd all be dead and maybe we will be because I can't pull it together. It's a bomb um, or the rats. <laughs> one or the other. That's your choice. Let's. We don't have much of a choose your own death venture because it's just get munched on. No, you could you could die. You could die like a, a a movie theater riot too. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So I guess up front, if we wanted a sub game, it is die by nuclear explosion or the rats. And Gina, I choose you to go first. 
I mean, is this is this nuclear explosion immediate or like do I have to, you know, is it possible that I'll end up like dying later, like radiation? We're all in city centers, Gina. We're all going to get it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I I live in godless liberal New York City, so I'm I'm frying like a pork sausage. I'm going to take that. (laughs) I'm with Gina. Adam, what's that? Yeah, I'm with Gina. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm choosing rats yeah. because rats sound like a bad fucking time. I want the Lyndall Hamilton like chain link fence death, you know? Right, sure. Yeah, where all the all that's left is your is your skeleton. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah, that's the way to go, Adam. I have a question for you that I think you are uniquely. Um, you're ex- you're experienced enough in this that you can you can really tell us what the real deal is, because you are you grew up as a Michigander, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. I did. Uh, that is much closer to Canada than Gina or myself, uh, as we grew up uh, on either coast. Do you think this film accurately reflects what Canada is really like? Well, my wife is from Toronto, oh, so I think it absolutely depicts what Canadian life is like. <laughs> I don't Does she think... still have family there? And do you go, oh, yeah. I can't go into the sewers right now. What if there are giant rats in there? Yeah. No, I won't. Like, there's plenty of beautiful <laughs> parks around my in-laws place that I won't go to. No, um, it's a rat-infested hellhole. It truly is a rat-infested hellhole. <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, now, the other thing about this movie... <laughs> is that it's it was based on a book by James Herbert and he made several of these rat books but it was kind of like a mini phenomenon like this was his big deal that he got a bunch of other books off of was the phenomenon of the rats I think bigger in Europe particularly in the UK uh, than here but still a very big deal for him when he saw this film he referred to it as utter shit yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. did his uh did his did his book have a very indifferent sex scene in it i'm listen I, any horror author worth their salt has indifferent sex scenes in it and nothing is more indifferent than the sex scene in this film which feels almost as if i contractually obligated should just be stamped all over their bodies. <laughs> well, and to, to piggyback on that, everybody mm-hmm. with the exception of the baby is horny in this movie. <laughs> it's true. Something's that, in the water and it, it might happen to be rat urine or feces. Yeah, that 75-year-old lady who got a perm done when she's going out that night. <laughs> yeah, at one point, uh, another, I don't know if it's the same old lady or a different old lady, is dropped off by what appears to be a gentleman caller. Yeah. Like, and they're like, we've had enough for tonight. Uh, I'd come in, but you, we're both spent. <laughs> and he wanders away. Yeah. That's the same, like, that's the same old lady, I think. Cause, cause, oh, is it? Yeah, because uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the date she's waiting for is the poor man who pitched over a, a railing when the rats were coming after him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right, Gene. I didn't even put that together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> because because he like 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 many of the people who are who are killed and subsequently eaten by rats in this movie, they, he doesn't do anything to really fight back. Yeah, against he them. doesn't. Right, 
I mean, he doesn't give up as easily as Scatman Crothers does. Yes. Who just kind I, of falls over to his side. Gina, he resigns himself to death so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he does that little shuffling run away from them, which I love. Yeah. It's my favorite yeah. part of the entire movie. With the one bitten hand that's just kind of limply to his side. I was going like, to say. Well, this I, one's no good anymore. I, I was going to say, I, I, I hate that this was the first thing I thought of, but like, it kind of looked like he's doing like the sissy hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like you used to do when they were when they were kids to make fun of somebody who was maybe a little not athletically inclined. Yeah, yeah, he's he's waddling like wimpy from the Popeye cartoon. <laughs> but he just he, he gets in this cage and then he sees her work out. He's like, well, plump. just like falls over. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he backs himself into a very bad corner. He looks at a barrel that that has that looks like it could be flammable, but he's like, you know what? It's been a long run. And then the the he gets clever girled by a bunch of of big fat rats, and as they come toward him, he kind of goes. He just lists to the left <laughs> like a wave came over him, and he just hits the ground, yeah. and that's it. He's done. <laughs> there are no screams. He's just like, you know what? There's no way out of this one. I'm just gonna get comfortable, okay, everyone. <laughs> Just let me get comfortable. But there was a way out. He ran into the tunnel. He was at the entrance when this happened. Yeah. It, well, you know, he's he's panicky. That's true. Um, you know, who's to say? Like, there are certain people like I kind I kind of know where I am once I've been there once or twice, especially in Los Angeles. Like, mm -hmm. you see the hills. That's north. Okay. That's that's always north. So I can kind of figure my way through things very quickly. But Becky is still lost perpetually. And when I go elsewhere, um, I can get turned around pretty damn fast. And I'm not in a tunnel filled with giant. Oh, rats. Okay, we're not we're not we're, yeah, we're not even factoring in dachshund size rats here. Yes. And when we say dachshund size, we're that is very specific for a reason, because these rats very often when you see them are dachshunds wearing rat costumes that were individually tailored to their body and when they run they're very cute i thought they, they were great they're like yeah. they're so they got, cute they got a lot of wiggle in their posterior for rats you know <laughs> they're adorable they are they are very adorable their their teeth are not adorable they seem to saw through things rather quickly um and the other thing is when they're seen in close-up, they're definitely Muppets, mm -hmm. and that's also not going to be terrifying. <laughs> I just, like that one of their, what, the one tooth of the, the main one they keep showing, it, towards the mm -hmm. end of the movie, it, it closes its lower jaw and it bends its tooth because it's all like, <laughs> rubber or whatever it is. And I thought it was yeah. cool. It's, it's, it's so cute, fucking cute. So, um... At the start of this, um, we're an, on a school trip to a museum that has a very cool, you know, study hall. And a professor uh, is at the front of this class, a very disaffected youth. And I put youth. I was going to say this a school trip, the school trip of 30 year old high school students. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I feel like every um, movie, Patrick, we we top ourselves in 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 having least convincing teenagers. I, I was going to say for a while that black roses, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of had the, the, uh, the, the black roses sure. and prom night, I think yeah. for a while had the least convincing teenagers, 
but but this is up there. I I did not realize that they were supposed to be high school students, and they were, until later when they were in a school bus. The only one I think that is even worse than this is Slaughter High, but that at least has the excuse that those people come back to a reunion. You know, like there's a high school, you know, sequence up front, and then. 20 years later or 10 years. I can't remember what the distance. It's been a while since I've seen Slaughter High. Stay tuned, everyone. But uh, when they come back, you're just like, there's no way these are fucking high school students. You can, They're putting pantyhose over the camera lens and it's not working. You need to put, I don't know. Uh, a lace dress over it. Um, <laughs> no, man, no, you know. there's not enough mayonnaise in the world to, to, no. to soften those, those age lines. I yeah, like you can vaseline fir- your way out of that very easily, but no, it's not working for that crew. In that first Trudy seduction scene in the locker room, by the way, where there apparently is nobody else around. Yeah, uh, I was like, dude, you can go for it. She's twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> she has been it's obvious she has, to everyone. She has been left back ten times. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. You're not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> she started kindergarten at thirteen. It's right. fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so they're having this, this conference or not conference. They're having a presentation and the professor says there are 24 rats to every human being. And I love those odds for these people because they're all going to get eaten at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Eaten or, or trampled. Yeah. And all this rat trivia is super weird for a literature and composition class, but I don't pretend to understand the Canadian education system. Is that what he's supposed to be? Is that the class he's supposed to be teaching? It, it's never stated what class he teaches. Okay. That's what I thought At one too. point later in the movie, he goes, you're going to find out what kind of engineer your dad is to his son. But it, there's no indication that what he teaches is engineering or math or history. We do see him uh, coach a basketball team and Dude. by coach i mean run around and tell people to hustle and that's about it can i jump in on this because i wrote this down when i in my in my little notes here too i wrote mm-hmm. mr harris can't coach basketball he has <laughs> he's talking about running a 2-2 defense but everybody's in the corner of the court yes all 10 yes. players are in this little area that's it's not, not even basketball. half court basketball it is quarter court basketball yeah and no one is moving. No. It was it's very like, upsetting. It, as a basketball fan or even a basketball observer, netball has more action going on to it than the basketball yeah. sequences of this motion picture. Um, but this uh, Paul Harris is the name of this high school teacher of an indeterminate class. Um, and this film is working very hard to establish three things about him. He's A, sexy, B, attractive, (laughs) C, human, which I think is where it fails most miserably. He does not have human emotions for the most part. When he he is twice nearly seduced by this very aggressive female student, he basically does the equivalent of that meme of the girl trying um, uh, the, the kombucha. Where he's right. like, he's like, no, well, no, I can't, but, uh, well, maybe, mm, no, 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 I can't. Wait, how much no. time do I have before I have to pick up my child for my divorced wife? Well, there's crosstown traffic, but 
you know, I could call her ahead of time. I, 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 I like it. High school at, at no classroom. At no point that he does he ever say to her, "Can you? Can we do this when I have more clothes on, please?" <laughs> he doesn't even try to put a shirt on Gina when he's at his house. Yes. No. He doesn't even attempt it. It's kind of like, man, it took me a while to get into this towel and have it wrapped so that it doesn't just fall off of, of me in front of a camera. You're going to have to just leave. And Trudy, played by Jean Rivet, Lisa Lingwell, um, appears to be been cast as a character whose sole purpose is to be that one uh, t- a student from Professor Indiana Jones's classroom who's written Love You on her eyelids, but now she's been given a quarter of the plot of the entire movie. Like everything concerns whether or not she's going to get, you know, Mr. Harris's dick wet for a good quarter of this movie. Well, we've got the classic, they have about 40 minutes of movie that they need to stretch out to, to an hour 25. Yeah. Um, and then there's Trudy's uh, best friend forever, Martha, who is one of those people in life and in the movies whose entire identity seems to be wrapped up in who Trudy should or should not be fucking. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Like, she doesn't have other concerns beyond this. Can we talk about that awesome house party they had in the middle of the week? <laughs> of course we can. It's vital that we discuss this. <laughs> rockin' party that they're having. Were there yeah. five people in attendance? Yeah, and they're all drinking. Loosely. They're drinking beer. They're they're drinking yeah. alcohol at this party. And they're all drinking domestic American beers. Mm-hmm. No Canadian beers are to be found. I My question to you both is, is this movie attempting to cover up the fact that it's in Canada or it's so incompetent it can't convincingly show you it's in Canada. I feel like they said it was it was Toronto at some point, but I I, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I I would hope that with the subway sequence, they aren't trying to say that it's New York. Yes, I mean certainly New York is famous for its trolley car system, its street bound trolley car system, which uh, this shows with a plum right after showing you half an American flag on the outside of that museum. That's what I thought too. And I think, I mean, like all the architecture, it does look like Toronto, you know? Oh, like, for sure. So it definitely looks like Toronto, but I thought the same thing, Gene, about the subway system trying to be New York, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the movie, when those cop cars are driving to the theater, it's the Los Angeles police department logo on the side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does not help that those police cars are introduced with the I literally said out loud police squad in color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, granted, like they might have been released at the exact same time, but it's a it's an odd choice. And I also don't know, like a lot of horror films have you know, police forces who don't do a lot for you, but in a rat invasion, I think this police force is highly outmatched in terms of what they can accomplish. There was one guy guarding the mayor. I mean, what are they going to do for (laughs) the rest of the city? Who was knocked out by a high school basketball coach slash teacher of a class. We're not going to discuss the subject of, and he loses that gun really fast. Yeah. And then it turns out 
Paul is an amazing shot of rats. He can't hit anything else, but he can definitely hit rats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be noted that Paul has a serious divorced dad energy because, well, he's divorced. Um, that, we never meet his know, wife, we, do we? His ex-wife? No. no. We never no. meet his wife. No. Because he because he know. he meets this uh, this uh, health department lady and immediately falls in love with her. And who wouldn't? She's wearing the sexiest outfits of all time. Yeah. There's the giant black jacket. There's the humongous purple coat. There are the jeans that go up to her nipples. It's all just the <laughs> sexiest looks you can possibly put on when film. When she kidnaps his son, she has a very beautiful blue jacket on at the end of the movie. <laughs> she legit kidnaps a child and say, yeah. I'll bring him back later. And he's like, but I'm in a towel that I can't get off of my waist. This is your son. Yeah. <laughs> like you had a son. Now you don't. I hope your ex-wife doesn't mind me taking your son on a train ride to Ratsville. Cause that's where I'm going. If baby. she finds out and about this, it's done. Like you're going to lose all custody of this. kid. Oh no, no. He should not have custody of that child. He's very inconsistent with how he's raising him. And he's like, I don't want you to watch television. He's like, well, I'm watching it. And then he walks out of the room, looks back and go, you scamp. Yeah. That no, you have to have some fucking authority. Either the kid can watch television or he can't. Why can't he watch television while you're in the shower slash fucking your student? I was going to say, yeah, that lighthearted comic moment. The very next scene is, oh, there's a half naked teenager in my bedroom. <laughs> and. Lisa Langlois in that scene is wearing the most beige lingerie set I've ever seen in my life. Like she's, she's wearing lingerie, the color of sand that's been bleached in the sun. Well, it matches with her hair color. She's, she's very, very beige. (laughs) She's very beautiful. (laughs) She's an attractive lady. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I want to say we've covered movies where she's been in before. I just can't remember. What she was they in. Are. Uh, she was in Happy Birthday to Me. She's in Happy Birthday to Me, and she's supposed to get an axe to the head, and then they cut it out at the last possible second. You're absolutely right. Uh, she's also in the class of 1984, which we have not covered. Um, but I think I'm it little... takes an incredible amount of confidence to seduce somebody by bending all the way over to show your complete butt and your butthole <laughs> to everybody. I th- I'll never, that's, I really, hats off to her because that takes a lot of gusto. Yeah. Yeah. After, after a certain age, you just can't do that anymore. No, you're you're trying no. like, oh, oh God, hold up. Oh. <laughs> well, you can make it down. You might not make it all yeah. the way back up. That was that's the part the where I thought Mr. Harris might crack. Right then, he might give in at that moment. He's at least a little bit more resolute than he is in the locker room. For sure. Which he's there. She kisses him. And your reaction, you would think, would be to go, I'm sorry, but this is inappropriate. Or listen, I don't want to tell you what your feelings are, but we can't do this. It's not right. He takes about 10 seconds of deep kissing he before he's like, mm, probably not. And I don't know how you guys felt, but I thought he navigated that pretty well up until the kiss. 
You know, he's talking about <laughs> crushes turning into loves and it can happen if sure. both people want it. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's doing a great job. And then he starts making out with her. I mean, I mean, you know, the only problem with that is that he is almost entirely nude during this conversation. That is absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. He is so nude to the to that fact that when he finally goes, listen, we can't do that, do this. We certainly can't do this here. She's like, well, we're going to do it eventually and walks away. He goes to un, undo his, the padlock on his locker and it makes a big bang noise against the metal locker. But you don't see his hands. And the first thing I thought is his dick just hit that lock. <laughs> I mean, I mean there's, no, kisser. there's no way he isn't absolutely aroused at this moment. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like he, he says to himself, willpower. Yeah. And it's like, look, willpower not to come right there or willpower <laughs> to send her away. If I can just get home so I can jerk off, this is going to be great. <laughs> I mean, he is massively horned up from yeah. that moment on throughout the rest of the movie to the point where when he meets, finally meets Kelly Leonard, you know, health inspector, <laughs> he just, he can't, he's like, we have to do something. The two of us, we've got to go somewhere. We got to do something. And then he falls into, I wouldn't say bed because they make love in front of a fireplace. And then the, the, the love is so good. They fell asleep there all fucking night. Yeah. Now I don't know about you two, but if I sleep on the floor all night, it's going to be hard for me to get up. Mm-hmm. Like, that is going to be difficult. yeah. There's going to be some 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 cracking and straining. Yeah, I, I I can only imagine the bruises that I might uh, procure, or you know, if I God forbid, if I slept on an arm or something like that. Like that that fire went out. Is that apartment just freezing cold and you're on the floor? It doesn't seem like a fun time to me. No, there's a lot I didn't like about that. I didn't like the fire because I run hot and I mm-hmm. I don't like the warmth and yeah, sure. to, you know, to what you guys were saying, I sprained my knee doing a show. So I think making <laughs> love and sleeping on the floor is just, it's completely out of the question. Right. Yeah. I, I busted my knee putting tape on the ground for a robot. Yeah. That's that, that's my physical. That's condition. who we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are fragile. Okay. <laughs> the wind can't blow on. Yeah. Me, all right. So don't make me try uh, to think that Mr. Harris is one of us, just a regular guy when he's not. He's not one of us. He is not one of us. He doesn't know what basketball is. No. He certainly doesn't know how to coach it. Um, we would be bereft if we did not point out Trudy's boyfriend, Matt, who pretty much has her haircut, only a little more limp. It doesn't have the body that Trudy has. Um, he is also first seen... Uh, wearing a Davy Crockett ass fringe jacket. Yeah, <laughs> I I do love that that you know she's so certain that she's going to be able to successfully uh, seduce Mister Harris. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Sure, why not? That like <laughs> she she ends the relationship with her boyfriend, and then when things don't work out with the seduction, she's like, "Well, I guess we're back together now." Yeah, I mean, she seems to have the 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 power is once I put my hand on your dick over your clothes, 
you've forgotten about all the difficulties we had, right? It's just kind of magic. She And the wand is your penis. And <laughs> when they do get back together in that movie theater, like she's pretty much got him wrapped around her finger if it were not for Bruce Lee having a fight scene. I, I do, I do love. Like my favorite background character in this whole movie is is the woman <laughs> sitting next to them, just looking at them like, "Ew!" <laughs> they're like, they're oh, like, I didn't it's even game see of death, and you you were giving them a handy in the theater. Like they're making out very loudly, Gina. Like loud enough that it's overpowering the soundtrack of Game of Death. Yeah, I'd see, I you know I, I I feel bad that this woman you know got eaten by rats and didn't live to see you know, the, how Alamo makes us you complain about your your fellow moviegoers. <laughs> oh, also if Alamo hasn't. I'm sorry, yes. Patrick. We don't know about Matt. Like he's never introduced, and he's introduced in almost a comedic way, where yeah. Trudy is so clearly hitting on Mr. Harris in front of the whole <laughs> goddamn class. Yes. And then we cut to like, Matt, who seems to be a perfectly nice guy. Yeah. If like he's dull as dishwater, of but course. like he's a high school kid. Like it, it, I mean, it's fine, but she practically sits on his lap on the bus and he's like, I don't know what's going on, dude. Do, someone should draw you a fucking map. Yeah. I think you might figure it out. I think you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> your girlfriend is trying to fuck your English slash math <laughs> slash geometry teacher i don't know what he does there whatever uh, does it involves a rat definitely your basketball coach yeah which they have practiced after the party <laughs> one guy uh, uh tim i can't all these people are so ill-defined like i i started attributing their characteristics to like uh meatballs characters because they <laughs> they feel like meatballs characters but they haven't grown at all <laughs> Like, like you you never get an idea of what their wants, hopes, dreams are. They just exist. One guy has a hat. The other guy likes hamburgers. That's as much a characteristic as you're going to possibly get. But he goes to a burger joint before basketball practice and picks up, count them, one, two, three hamburgers with the intention of eating all of them before basketball practice. Yeah. That, you're running around with a fucking basketball of protein in your body. And they're drunk. That's, and they're drunk. And, but he, uh, is he also the one who's wearing that really tight t-shirt in there? So uh, he's got, he doesn't have any body fat. Like he might have the best body in the entire movie. He doesn't take his shirt off. He doesn't need to. That Fox t-shirt is tight enough for me to see everything that's happening. Yeah, he's pretty dreamy. <laughs> My my favorite character um, in that in that group is the uh, the guy who suggests that the girl who is babysitting just just leave the kid here while you get oh your burger. Oh my god! She'll be fine. Gee, yes. <laughs> like, what can a baby get into? Just leave it in that high chair. I'm sure everything will be fine for what a couple of hours. It's a baby. I wrote down three times in my notes. Forty eight minutes in, no one has noticed two dead children. An hour in, no. no one has still noticed the two dead children. And at the end of the movie, no one noticed those first two dead kids. Yeah, their friends suck. Their friends it's, are terrible. Their friends are terrible. 
that none of them noticed that I guess because her parents are out of town and she wasn't going to show up to school anyways. It's a flimsy excuse. Yeah. Like she's in charge of a baby. Someone should be checking in on her. Right. She's a child. She's 17, maybe. Sure. Why not? And, and it's as good of a, she could also be 25. We really don't know. Well, real Again. life, she's 37, but in the movie, she's exactly. supposed to be 17. Yeah. Um, so this whole kerfluffle happens because uh, this one uh, guy has a, a shipment of steroid filled corn that he's going to ship off to Africa and apparently make a ton of money on. And Kelly. Uh, the public health uh, sheriff uh, walks in and says, no, 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 no. You need to burn all of this. It's rat infested. It's full of steroids, which she can just tell by putting some on her clipboard. And she's like, no, it's all going. And the other person in this scene who's having the time of his life, or maybe he's just stoned is Scatman Crothers. He looks insane. (laughs) <laughs> and then they're burning the the corn. He looks like a you would think You would think he was at the 50-yard line of the Super Bowl. Absolutely. When those flames <laughs> hit that corn. Yeah. He's so happy. He's and like, he's his hands are up, right? Like, he's cheering for it. It's like, it's like he's, he's he has cheering. A, he has a it's, real he's personal, doing a touchdown. He has a real personal beef against corn. Yeah. That this is really making him feel better. Yeah, corn killed his uncle, or he had a really shitty drive through Iowa once. Whatever it is, <laughs> he's thrilled that corn is burning. But my question to both of you is: If you burn a bunch of corn, wouldn't it just turned into popcorn? I thought first? the exact same thing. Yeah, shouldn't it be like shouldn't it be like the end of Real Genius? Yeah. Yes, exactly, Gina. This movie should be like the end of Real Genius. <laughs> I would love for this movie instead of like seeing Scatman and Crow just give up entirely and fall over like, like a sack of laundry. If he just like, <laughs> you know, roll down a mountain of popcorn going, Wee! Wee! it all worked out. I knew it was right all along. Um, so yeah. Uh, so it, it's like smash cuts from her saying like, Hey, this corn all has to burn. And then it's nighttime and they start flamethrowers on top of these corn things. And immediately the title card goes up and it says night eyes. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Hold on. Uh, what is the title of this movie? It, which is the better title? Deadly eyes or night eyes? Wasn't there another movie called night eyes? I, I feel like there yes. was. Yes. Uh, it is a, uh, an erotic thriller. If, if whenever we go back to After Dark, the Night Eyes trilogy will probably come up. But, um, but they don't. But they, they don't they involve. Have, they don't involve rats in any in any meaningful. They way. do not involve rats, <laughs> um, to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I saw them on USA Up All Night for me to accurately say whether or not they involve rats. I'm trying to think about like Deadly Eyes or Night Eyes better. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were to take out the you can't use night eyes thing, I just deadly eyes evoke something that actually has deadly eyes. But I don't know that I would refer to a bunch of gigantic rats as night eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you would think that just night of the rats would be a more, you know, night a, of a the more rats simple is great. title. 
Yeah. Night of the rats would, although it happens over multiple days. So we'd have to shorten the timeline of how this works necessarily. Week of the rats. We'd have to, week of the rats. Right. Cause it's about a week, about a calendar week when all this goes down. Right. Yeah. It's like long weekend of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of rodents. Why are this girl's parents out of town for so long? Uh, that's never said they just got to go and oh. they can't take a baby with them. So guess what? You're staying out of school and you're taking care of that baby. Um, imagine they come home, <laughs> both of their kids are mauled to death by rats. <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, that's why, know. that's why she wasn't answering the phone. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Now this makes sense. Yeah. Perhaps we should have panicked a little, I guess. They're I yelling know. the whole time about how they're going to ground her ass for a month and she's not going to prom <laughs> when they get home. That's like a scene at the beginning of uh, student bodies where like the mom like starts screaming and it's because like someone took a bite out of the piece of chicken in the, uh, in the, in the, in the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the years you've been doing um, my neighbors are dead. No one has chosen student bodies for anything. I, don't, I find that off. I don't think so. That's, Come by and do it. Wrong. Both of you. Are <laughs> well, I've got that. I've got a cobra pitch for you that I oh, got to do first. We got to do this cobra thing because I've been thinking about it for years. I just so, tried to get Allie to watch Cobra the other night. That was a hard pass for her, but I can wear it down. <laughs> I think it's not. It's not. It's not uh, female friendly in the, the terms God, of like, no. no woman would want to spend their time watching this because. For, for, for really your first impression of who Cobretti is, is when he shows up at a supermarket, shoots a bunch of beer, drinks one of them, puts his gun into his pants so that the little cobra on the gun handle looks like the top of his penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking rad, man. That's so cool. I mean, it is rad in many respects, but I wouldn't say it's like, am I going to watch this or da Daisy Jones and the six? I think people, I think a lot of our wives would choose yeah. the latter over. The I think I would just like Allie to understand what I mean when I'm constantly saying it's the way of the new world pig. <laughs> so. She keeps thinking it's a direct reference to her. And in a way it is because the world are the pigs. Right, right. But yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people in that ax gang that I think their lives need to be examined in greater detail. That's, just, that's my hint as I to where I'm going. a pizza box, man. <laughs> that's great. Uh, it's good stuff. So much Long Beach in that movie. Too. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you were thinking, hey, uh, is a baby going to die in this movie? A baby totally fucking it's the dies first I, I forgot that was like the first kill of it yeah it, yes. it's like the and patrick i'll say to you last yesterday when i was watching it it's like the rats are kind of like working their way up the 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 strength chain where <laughs> first they 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 yeah. get a baby and then they get like an, an elderly gentleman and then mm -hmm. a slightly less elderly gentleman Mm -hmm. It's like they're, it's and then like a they're, teenage girl right and and then, it's like they're it's, yeah. it's like they're 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 they're, they're strength gaining <laughs> they're they're on on any sort of strength training program you don't start with the biggest barbell you know you work your way up to it you gnaw your way through it until it's nothing but uh loose bloody uh bones and even some of those are missing um what i did really like about lisa langwell's outfit in this particular uh the, the party scene is she is wearing a cravat with a turtleneck. And the only other person I've ever seen do that 
is Fred from Scooby-Doo. There's <laughs> <laughs> just not a lot of demand for that kind of outfit. Um, and that party also starts the, the sort of sub genre within the film of people doing over the clothes stuff. Um, yeah. It just starts with people doing that while ignoring a baby cry. And he's like, where are you going? What do you There's mean? a baby yeah. crying. She's in charge of the baby. When the baby cries, I'm sorry, you're going to have to stop pawing her breast over that thick shirt she has. <laughs> well, I'm you sorry. know, when you're a high school boy and you're lucky enough to make out, you think it's never going to happen again. So <laughs> you have to just, you know, make this last as long as we can. Right. It's it's like those people in the Titanic who are clinging on to life yeah, exactly. trying to pull their way up. Yeah. You you like if you don't go for it right now, you're probably sinking this into is the it, icy buddy. black. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the other thing I didn't remember until this rewatch, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do the rats sound like tiny cougars? I wrote down, these rats sound like jungle cats. <laughs> this that's, is like, wow, wow. Yeah, it's cool. Thing that's going on. That's very distinctly cat-like, but they're just chonky rats. But yeah, they are definitely announcing their arrival, which <laughs> uh, I, I do live in a city where there's a bit of a rat problem mm-hmm. um and usually they just kind of run out in front of you you don't hear them like like they don't make vocalize they don't vocalize mm-hmm. <laughs> they like if you if they make a noise it's usually just the sound of them moving so yes. like Where? you know they, they love particularly they love being in construction sites Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's nighttime and I'm walking past a construction site, I'm walking very quickly because. Right. But again, they don't they don't really attack people. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, they're disgusting and they're disease ridden, but you're not usually hearing about like you know rats launching themselves at people and and you know chomping into their necks or anything. Mostly, they're <laughs> just they just get into garbage and you know they if, if they bite anything, it's probably it's probably other animals. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, you, you definitely don't, you're, you're not going to be like walking somewhere and then here like, rawr, 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 and you know, see a, <laughs> a rat running at you. <laughs> Whereas in, in this film, they're very definitely like, they have hops. They have like, they're not uh, stealthy. Like, rats are usually, no, rats are no. usually stealthy. They're like stilt man. They just, they launch themselves directly at a face. They love hands and they love faces in this. There are some incredible um, shots in this of the rat attacks. Yeah. I love the tail going across the one guy's face in the movie theater. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> the gentle, like, I think it's at the end of the subway when I think it's our lead rat, the guy who's been announcing everybody, Gina, the one rat just lets everybody know they're all there. He's biting on the one leader guy. of the rats. That's right. They're sure. splinter. He's got his <laughs> neck. He's got his neck in his mouth and his one little rat paw just slowly glides down the guy's face. And I thought that was so cool. It would be amazing if the real origin for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was that there was one rat left from the deadly eyes attack. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to my own sewer and just like try to live a peaceful life. And then four turtles show up that also ate the steroid corn, but it had melted into, I don't know, let's say an ooze. And he's like, well, no, wait a second. I think we might have something. Patrick, here. this Instead makes a lot of, of sense. People, 
why don't we fight some crime and bring around a reporter along all, all the time? When you, yeah, right. And the city's got to, it's going to be in, in shambles because of all the rat oh. attacks. So this would be the perfect yes. time for Shredder and the Foot Clan to take over. <laughs> I mean, they would move right in. Totally. In that chaos. There's no, you've just lost your mayor to a massive rat right. attack. Things are, Things are loose, man. Like, you can bring in an alien who lives in a robot's tummy. Mm -hmm. He will try to take things over. It's, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm, I'm real. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't? I think it's a it's good, a, yeah. a franchise that has lasted since the 80s. And even today, people are taking it way too fucking seriously on the internet. Yeah. Maybe we should just shut that shit down. If you... Uh, if you're the kind of person in our audience who happens to have a fetish for looking at 10-speed bikes, you're welcome. Here's deadly eyes. You may never get soft again. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time for Gina's giggle to pull in there. I thought that would be more weird. No, I, I'm trying to... When, I'm, when, I missed a 10-speed bike. Oh, in, in, in the basement of the party... Um, yes. Sam has one in his apartment. Kelly has one in her apartment. You're absolutely right. Yes. In the basement, there are two disassembled 10-speed bikes. Uh, the the guy who gets bit at the burger place has a 10-speed bike. His buddy has a 10-speed bike who he parks outside the bowling alley before his shift. There's just, for a very snowbound location, there's a lot of people on 10-speed bikes. I don't know how they do it, but, you know, again, Canada. I never saw a Degrassi high. Maybe that would solve all of these questions I have. If they all had bikes? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Degrassi high confronted the preponderance of bikes in a snowy locale. No, Patrick, I think you're right. I think if high schoolers got out and just played more, they things wouldn't be as big of a problem for everybody. <laughs> sure. They wouldn't need that over the clothes type right, stuff. Right, right, right. They wouldn't have to watch a BC Cartoon from God knows when. That was a BC cartoon, wasn't it? I, I was like, I was it like, was a I was BC like, cartoon. Watching BC. Yes, uh, apparently that is a Christmas special that was also directed by the director of Deadly Slash Night Eyes, as well as he also directed Game of Death mm -hmm. and uh, Enter the Dragon and Black Belt Jones, and those movies got him to direct. Night eyes. Oh, so this is a, this is a, this is a meta piece for him then. Oh yes, no, he is doing a lot of self-referential work. Like, if you think I'm just deadly eyes, I'm going to infuse it with all the other more important art that I've done. But this is then, like three different movies in ninety minutes. Yes. It's a rom com yeah. at the top, right? And then sure. it's well, I mean, I guess it's a like a father son comedy at the end too. And I love the. <laughs> I love the Ross and Rachel thing at the end when she, the will they won't thing. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. also when she catches him with the girl in his when Trudy's in the apartment, it's mm -hmm. that whole scene from Friends when psychopath Ross <laughs> is trying to hide that one girl that he slept with. Uh, you have a lot of encyclopedic Friends knowledge. Look, I didn't. I didn't was unaware that you were holding on to this in the the recesses of your brain. I'm a huge Marta Kaufman <laughs> fan. Understandable. Paul gets almost seduced in the shower. We talked about that. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You think it's weird that we haven't talked um, much about the rats? Well, the rats are either these Daoshan, you know, 
puppies bouncing around, you know, crawling over people, or they're puppets launching themselves at throats. I can't say that they're characters outside of the one lead rat who's wearing a leather jacket, l- l- leader of the pack. This <laughs> rat. <laughs> He's a he's um, a Danny Zuko of the rats. <laughs> he died exactly. playing chicken with another rat in the cars. <laughs> Just constantly putting his hand through his hair <laughs> when someone else goes to touch him. Oh, 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 oh. Doesn't allow you to touch him. That's all that. Um, yeah, Henry the Gigolo, we kind of covered his, his death is a little sad in that he's just minding his own damn business walking through the park. He's walking very jauntily too. He's like, Hey, well, he's, he's just gotten lucky, you know, with, with a nice gal. So he's got a spring in his step and business is good with a punum like that. He's going to do just fine. But then basically was hamstring him. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, they like, yeah. <laughs> they really do. He'll, he will never sprint in the Olympics again. No. So he hobbles over to what he thinks is like somewhat safety. And then he, he basically he just topples over himself down into this stair system out of nowhere. And the rats just cover him up. So that, that's how like, that's how I'm gonna go. I just I just <laughs> oh, know man. It. That's not going to be my choose your own death venture, but I, I just feel like that that's going to be how I go. Gina, I don't yeah. want that to be true, but if it is, I'll know she would have wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy with this. Um, uh, Paul's kid is introduced as he is out of breath, lumbering with him through the snow as the kid makes choo-choo sounds. And so I'm like, well, Choo-choo? Is is Jason Voorhees near? No, no. It's a different choo-choo sound. Uh, he's just obsessed with trains. This will only matter at the end of the movie. But when we do see Paul's apartment, it is covered with his son's drawings. Did any of you pick up what his son's name is? Because I did not. Uh, I, mean, I, I just assumed it was some sort of generic 80s boy name like Scott or Jason sure. or something like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you might be right, Gina. I thought, yeah, maybe it was Jason because I thought it was Jay, and I maybe I misheard it, but I think you might be right. Yeah, it's yeah. Jason. It, it it might it might surprise you all, but the pictures of these people on Google and IMDb do not really reveal who they were, unless they did other things. I don't think that that child went on to a grand career. Apparently, a child um, got hit by a train. I if <laughs> if I were to say that anything was truly scary in this motion picture. It is the reveal that in Kelly's second walk-up apartment, the the stairwell up to her main floor is covered in puppets. Oh, yeah, that was super weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever been to someone's place and they've decorated it with puppets? No, but but yet that seems to be a thing that people think that, that shows up in movies. Just someone who has just a house full of you know old dolls and no one thinks of anything about it. Or they just have like a ventriloquist dummy on display <laughs> and yeah, nobody's my, like, hey, oh, what's that oh, doing there? My uncle had one of those. He lived in or he lives in this house in, in Michigan. It's like this old school 
like tri-level place. And in the attic, which was my cousin's bedroom, they had a ventriloquist, like Howdy Doody doll. And that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It should. They, they, they're not, they're not something that I want to hang out with. No, certainly not so something scary. I want to sleep next to. Um, my aunt Joan, whose name was not actually Joan. I'm not sure why we referred to her as Joan, but we did. Uh, she has a place down uh, near San Diego and we went to go see her a few Thanksgivings back. And she's like, why don't you stay over? It's a long drive back up to LA. And we're like, Oh, okay. And she goes here, here's our spare bedroom. And it was filled to the fucking gills with dolls. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. This is a, the worst bed I've ever slept on. Like no human being has ever slept on this. <laughs> well, you know what that mattress was stuffed with? Doll more, hair. More, Probably more dolls. someone else's real hair cut up to be stuffing for dolls. I thought it was a bunch um, of rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then if you think your mattress was, was full of rats, you would think it would be sight, slightly like a waterbed or a little bit of a massage. <laughs> oh, that's, that makes it on. worse. I don't know why. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Paul meets Kelly in the middle of the park. She's jogging. He's huffing his kid around. And they exchange, they don't even exchange numbers. They're just like, hi, I'm Paul, I'm Kelly. And she looks him up in the fucking yellow pages or white pages. I don't remember how the pages work. And she calls him while he is making a, get this, hungry man. Yes. <laughs> well, he is a bachelor. But let's, you know, mm-hmm. let, let, let's emphasize, that cannot be emphasized enough. Yeah, yes. he's he's immediately in love with her and she's kind of, mildly polite to him <laughs> but she reaches out to him though she's like oh your kid likes trains i'm going to be a part of the the mayor is going to open up this subway stop and your kid loves trains why don't we do that and then she's like also do you want to get dinner tonight so like she is inviting him into this and he's like hell yeah i'm totally horned up for a student yeah. that i should not sleep with Gina, I think this you're right because right. they end that first park conversation super cordial and very professional. I think she says something, I'll see you later or I'll see you around or something. I'll see you around. So they end yeah. it with like, oh, they might meet each other later on in life for a drink. But that night she's disrobing and like has this look on her face as if she can't stop thinking about Mr. Harris. <laughs> I mean, it's just his, it's, it's just his, his heat. You know, it's his raw animal energy that just, you know, drives women crazy. Like you Mm -hmm. said in the beginning, I think we all have a little bit of raw animal energy in us. Yes. And he displays this by taking her out to dinner, then back to her place. And they make love in front of the fire. And he, we are treated, just blessed, really, with an extended sequence of him putting his lips on her nipple, a singular (laughs) nipple. It's so weird. It is weird. He's like he's he's pondering what he's supposed to be doing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like he's reading her nipple for Braille with his lips. You could see it in his eyes. He was really trying. And her eyes are blank. Mm -hmm. Like she has gone... Like her brain is elsewhere. She is disassociating that this is happening. And I don't think 
the character in the scene is doing that. I think the actress is, I signed the contract and I said I would do this and has gone mentally bye-bye. Well, she even stops him a little bit when he initiates that we maybe we should take this further. She stops him. Yes, she's right to. But then he's so he's so horned up that she's like, all right. You don't we'll, understand. We'll There's this, this girl in my class. She's Scantman Crothers him. But instead of dying by rats, it's like, all right, I'll allow your penis to be inside. <laughs> oh, this movie's just about giving up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think given up is the other alt title. It's deadly eyes, <laughs> night eyes, the rats given up. Um, so the, they learn the scat man Crothers has died. They go to investigate and the, the, the city person says, all right, uh, we don't really know how he died, but we, that's only because he was, eaten by rats afterwards. And so what do you do after you learn that your beloved coworker was eaten to death by rats? You have a bit to eat, you know? <laughs> well, not. You make plans for another date. That's right. Well, because people die all the time, right? Your life can't stop simply because Scatman Crothers died by mysterious sequences, <laughs> circumstances, and then also was eaten by rats. <laughs> Yeah, Why you're right. That does coffee. make it worse that there something awful happened before something awful happened. Yeah. <laughs> and this is after the awful sex. So it's yeah. a real confluence of terrible events. Can you explain to me um, why he just walks off into a goddamn field after they decide they're going to meet later that night? I be, I don't know. She gets in the like, car and I'm assuming they drove there together, which first off, maybe yeah. one of you could explain to me why he's allowed to be at the crime scene. <laughs> I don't think the city is run at top efficiency. Doesn't seem. Let's to just be. put it that. The yeah, mayor's like hundred million. It's basically it's basically like the, the like the town in in uh, in slugs where we we <laughs> we don't know what anybody does. Like we 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 don't know what the health health department guy does. He's just called in for everything. Did yeah. it look to it you is guys? Weird th- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. No, no, no. Go did ahead. it look weird? Did it to you? Did it seem as if they were pulling Scatman Crothers out of a ice fishing hole when they were loading him into the <laughs> into the ambulance? Because he died. <laughs> he died indoors. So yeah. I mean, what happened to get him in this ice? I, I I think it is because it is a snow covered manhole. I got it. Okay. And they're they're lifting him up via. Bo- they've strapped him to a board. Okay. So, but yes, it does give the impression that he was like, uh, you know, died below an ice flow and they've, they've <laughs> raised him up. I like that explanation. I love this movie. That just makes me like it even more. <laughs> so uh, it is sometime after this that they get that, that he gets the idea. What we should do is visit my professor friend who is very in tune to what the rats do. And maybe he will have an idea of what's going on. So they head off there. And he informs them that unless they uh, they got it, that maybe, maybe they have got a case of giant rats going on. And if they do, what they need to do is locate the nest, seal it off, and kill them rats and make sure to get them all. And just seal it up. Otherwise, they will escape. And um, guess what happens? Nothing. <laughs> they they do not seal it up. Yeah, well. They don't so do it. Yeah, they cut to a sewer montage of men, cords, hoses, uh, gas, uh, billowy clouds, 
Um, and then, um, this, I think this is when they kiss by the, the truck that pumps rat poison into the sewers, <laughs> which is very romantic. I mean, if I'm going to share a last kiss with somebody, it should definitely be by the truck that pumps rat poison into the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I agree. Uh, this is when we meet the Ray, the the mayor of Rat City, uh, Mayor Rossetti. Why are why are all of them wearing carnations on their lapels? Is that a thing? I don't it know. Felt like they were doing some sort of like seersucker Southern celebration for this train platform opening. Yeah, it's it's a very weird thing. I know I know mayors like show up to weird shit and stuff, but I've never I've never been to a mayoral event where everyone's wearing a specific flower that, on yeah. their lapel. I don't know. Is that, is that a Canada thing? I couldn't tell you. Oh, that's my wife. Um, <laughs> just go into the other room, tap your <laughs> wife, go, what's up with the fucking flowers? Hey, what the hell's going on with those goddamn chest flowers you guys have? <laughs> you tell, listen, we, 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 we committed to one another. We said we yeah. would honor and be honest with one another through good things and bad. And I need to know what's up with those fucking flowers. Cause we don't do that shit here in the States. <laughs> And when I see it, it makes me irrationally angry. Um, and so uh, when when Paul gets back to his apartment with his son, his magic, who he's picked up for this event later on, he, he the kid plants himself in front of a TV, and Paul walks in to take a shower, and in his bed is Trudy, who's like, "Listen, it's time." For our private parts to meet. (laughs) And he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm not into it. You got to leave. And as he escorts her out the door, guess who's in his apartment sitting on the motherfucking couch? Kelly, who does not buy his excuses that there's nothing weird going on here with my student with her zipper all the way down. And I'm in a towel with a heart on (laughs) See, and she's so bad, she kidnaps his son. And they had just had sex the night before, right? Right. Yes. But, like, she she gets it because Paul is such hot slab of meat that there's a lot of competition. And you can either go, well, I'm not into that, or I kind of signed up for it with his amazing nipple sucking technique. He's probably made his way through most of the yearbook at this point. I don't know. Anyways, I'll take his child. He'll see his child later. Kelly's a cool lady. Fine. She is. She plays it way cool. She, yeah. So she, she escorts a child that is not her own with a little choo-choo hat on to this train station opening. And we learn through various moments in this train opening, you know, scenario that mayor Rossetti is a dink. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to use really harsh language, but to me, he's a dink. Okay. It's just a dink. I think you're right. Um, Trudy and Martha go to the movies where, uh, where Trudy uh, gives Matt a lot of uh, over the pants action. Um, then there's this, 
other friend, and I don't, is that Skip who wears the hat? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember not, who any of these people are. Skip's the dork, yeah. right? Skip's the dork who has to work at the, yes. the bowling alley. Yes, he's the dork who works. Which also good for and that kid for mustering up the courage to ask out, uh, uh, Ma- what's her Martha? name? Martha? Martha, yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, and she's into it, which I don't think she should be, but no. I don't know why she's waiting on this doofus, but he gets held up at ladies bowling night at his, 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 uh, his bowling alley. Uh, and something is stuck, uh, and he has to reset the pins on lane five. But when he goes back there to reach into the bowling pins, there's a bunch of rats and they at him, but good. That's a, my second favorite character in this movie after the lady giving, giving Trudy and Matt the stink eye at the theater <laughs> is, uh, is the lady who picks up the ball. She's like, yes. what the hell? Gina, that is what? such a great, oh my God. I love that woman. Because what is up with that ball? You sent it down pretty much dry, and then it comes back yeah. with blood on it. That's I mean, I would, not I would what love I it ordered. more if there was like actual just fingers stuck in the finger holes already. I think that would have been oh, even better. Oh, see, there you go. Well, there's there's a bunch of scenarios you could definitely go through that I feel like are just too expensive for them to do. A is instead of a ball coming out, rats come out. I just feel like rats that should be, be coming cool. out of those holes. Second is fingers in bowling ball, which I think is a great pull. The other is just send his head back <laughs> with the hat on. That has yeah. to have been done in a horror movie at some point, right? It, like slime ball Rama probably has got a head coming out of <laughs> the ball. Room. I just know, I, I think all three of those would have been amazing. And I also know that that woman who found that ball is going to let everybody know for the next week how she spent her money and how she didn't get what she was promised and she got screwed because she's every old Polish lady I'm related to. <laughs> Listen, our bowling league spends a lot of money yes. in this place. The least that they can do is not return my ball with a bunch of rat blood and human feces on it to me. How was your bowling trip? Not Leanne? okay. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she's right. The I mean, fries aren't gross. even good there. They always come out soggy and they're not crisp at all. What are we paying for by bringing our league there all the time? But then why Let's order just go them? to Ballarama on the other side of town? Now with the the new train stop, like we will get there in half the time. We don't even have to drive. Yeah, she's Does definitely she, she's definitely going back and, and asking for like a pre pass or something for her ball being covered <laughs> in blood. Yeah. Um. Uh, so at the movies with our our teen characters are the ones that are left. Um. All hell breaks loose, and it it starts with Matt reaching for popcorn and end, ending up. Uh, getting his hand bet and then his, his ankle gets bit and his other hand gets bit and everyone starts screaming and everyone's getting bit, 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 bit. And a rat launches onto a hand and there are multiple people who are getting rat attacked and then panic ensues and everyone starts running and they go down the stairs and Martha gets defenestrated through a window and Trudy gets trampled to death. Mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. That's what dogs and cats wearing rat costumes. (laughs) (laughs) And it is hard to make cats in rat costumes do what you want them to do. They're natural enemies. Yes. (laughs) Um, The train gets stuck because the rats 
eat the wires, the electrical wires. Uh, I'm assuming that rat dies from making contact with his teeth onto an, uh, a, a third rail, as it were. So everyone in the train car has to walk back to the station. And wouldn't you know it, they're all confronted by rats, rats, rats. And the mayor dink uh, gets eaten. And it's happy times. And everyone pops those little poppers that has confetti go out from them because they no longer have to deal with that mayor anymore. I love that, I love that when um, Mr. Harris and Kelly and the kid, like when they manage to, to defeat the rats somehow, mm-hmm. um, they get back on the train and there's like this like happy, there's like this, this happy music. It's, it's played for laughs. The kid knows that you have to turn the, the, the emergency brake off to get the train going. And they're like, like, yay, we're smiling. We just, we just saw like, you know, 17 people get killed and eaten by rats, but, but we're riding this train in the station. Isn't this fun? And they have to drive the train in the direction that people all died in. So are what are they, they going to do? Just roll over say, those dead bodies? Over? <laughs> well, he like, also they're think- rolling over, crunching over dead bodies. Like, don't look, Timmy. Uh, I, this isn't I, a problem for me at all. But <laughs> they also don't they have to walk past the mayor getting eaten? Um, there no, because they go down. Yeah, that I don't think they, I don't think they even know he's in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they don't even know really what happened in the main corridor because they go down that side hallway where all the flammable barrels are. And after getting trapped inside their own, you know, chain link cage, yes. they figure out a, a blowtorch. Why they only take one blowtorch is beyond me. But they use the blowtorch to flambe some rats and um, they... Uh, when they exit they, the train, like when the train breaks down and they all exit, and they're going to walk back to a platform. Are they walking in yeah. the direction of travel or are they walking in the way that they just came? I think they are walking in the direction of travel. Okay. So then he, all right. So then he would have gotten into the train. The The controls would have been right there. Then, So he never would have seen them. The controls would have been right Got there. It. And he just, you know, presses forward and they head over those dead bodies into the train station after they've blown up the nest of rats using a flammable barrel and their and their blowtorch. And they pull in and they're like, yay. And then they pull in a little bit farther. And in the back half of the train, the one guy who got back to the train before them is covered in deadly rats. <laughs> and you just have seen a cut after cut after cut of people going, ah, and they all, no! oh my God, they all watch it. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, they're going to tell that story for so long. Oh, of course. And what are they going to do with that one train car full of rats? You can't just burn it. They spent a lot of money on that train. Well, Patrick, I, I mean, I don't mean to be a stickler, but they spent $100 million on this trap, on this train <laughs> and this platform of the taxpayers. Right. Money, no less. <laughs> right. You can't just burn it to the ground. Uh, but that brings us, of course, to choose your own death venture. And that is where we decide the many chewing deaths in this motion picture. Which one would you die from and why? Now, it's it's a big, you know, the big thing here is you could die by rat. Or you can get pushed through a window 
or you can get trampled to death. Those are kind of your big three choices. And so, Adam, you're our guest. I choose you to go first. Jesus, this is terrible. All three of these are not very good. I think I'm going to say I want to get, I want the effect. I want to get chewed to death by rats. <laughs> you came here to get, to see rat yeah. chewing and you want to get what you pay. Yeah, hands, feet, neck, just go nuts. <laughs> but sooner or later, they're going to hit an artery and yeah. then you're just going to go bye-bye. So why not? Sure. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, Gina, what say you? You know what? I, I changed my mind. I probably, I think I will actually choose the, the, uh, the, you know, pitch it over a railing and, and falling down some stairs. Cause he probably ended up like, you know, cracking his skull or, or something. He, he didn't, I don't think he felt those rats nibbling on him at, <clears> after <throat> a minute or two. Yeah. He said bye-bye at that point. You know, it's just a bunch he, of motion. He basically did. He He's... basically did a father Karras down that flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a pretty good way to go, but I think I'm going to get choose get defenestrated through a window uh, at a movie theater because I just want to die at the movies, and that's the most spectacular way to do it. Those those look like some very inappropriate theater windows for whatever reason. It looks stained glass. Um, yeah, it looks like, it, it, yeah. Looks like, it looks like a window you'd see in like a fun eatery. <laughs> exactly, some place where they have license plates on the wall. You know what I mean? Exactly. Bubba Gumps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, someplace where you have to flag down a waiter by changing the license plate on your table. <laughs> so uh, that just about does it, uh, Josh Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you go to a bubble gumps, just think of deadly oh eyes. Oh my God. Uh, Josh Hall does all of our artwork. Uh, go to uh, Revenge Body Memphis at bandcamp.com for this theme and all of our remixes. Adam, where can uh, people hear more from you and your show? You can find us at My Neighbors Are Dead, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, like, subscribe to that. We're at My Dead Neighbors on Twitter, and I'm at Adam Peacock on Instagram. Yes. do it. I cannot recommend My my Neighbors Are Dead enough. Oh, thank it's you, buddy. One of the my favorite uh, improv comedy podcasts on the entirety of the internet. And I, I love the show and what you guys do there. It's it's a lot of fun and a lot of funny people come through. Well, come by and let's do one again. Absolutely. Let's do, what were we just uh, talking about? Gina, what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to talk about Cobra. That's we're right. Gonna, yes, Cobra. Gonna, yes, Cobra. Yeah, we're going to do Cobra. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internet? I write about movies and television at thespool.net. I also have a substack in which I write about movies. That's ginawatchesthings.substack.com. And I am on Twitter for however much longer it lasts in these waning days under Gina Does Things and on Instagram under the same name. Do it today. Uh, you can find us on all the socials and, of course, uh, on our Patreon, where we're doing lots of fun stuff as well, including Chat by Chat, our special bonus episodes, and we're watching uh, Friday the 13th movies and talking over them. Uh, next week, there will be more Animal Attacks April, as we do every single year that we thought of it. And that just about does it. But don't worry, folks, the body count will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.